there. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. All right, today's podcast, we welcome the son of Alicia Griffith, who was one of our guests last season. And if you recall, Alicia is one of our top investment realtors at the Wilson Group, actually one of our top realtors altogether. And her son is equally impressive. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Reed. Yeah. So we'd like to welcome Reed Scully to our show today. And I cannot wait for people to hear from Reed. Reed is a freshman this year at MTSU. I am. And I have had the opportunity of knowing Reed since he was probably a toddler. Yeah, it was pretty young. It was pretty. Yeah, yeah, you were pretty young. And I, I don't know where all that time went pretty quick (laughs) yeah really quick really quick and not only that reed and i share the same birthday so we're both november 18th birthday so i always remember to reach out to wish him a happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) so um anyways reed what i thought would be fun is just to talk to you a little bit about who you are how you've become who you've become because i think you could be so inspirational to kids your age young men your age young people your age who are just sort of struggling on where to go. I mean, you, you embody the entrepreneur spirit, you embody motivation and just that cool can do attitude all around. So, and I've never really told you that, but I've always thought yeah, that. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. Sure, sure. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and just tell us a little bit just about yourself. Let our listeners know a little bit about you. Well, um, I am in love with aviation. Like, there's just something about it that does it for me. And so I'm going to school to MTSU to become a pilot. And so by the end of that, I'll be on track to be working for the airlines and will have the ability to be a flight dispatcher as well for them as kind of a backup. But um, I just love that. And so I've been getting to do that. And that's H- how did you get interested in aviation? So mom's family lived in Louisiana and dad's family lived in Kansas growing up. And so flying Southwest to go see the families, I think it's just like the flying bug got me right then so little. And then I was flying by myself when I was little and it just fascinated me. And then you see the pilots all dressed up and operating those big old machines that are like a miracle the way they work. Yeah. And it's just, and then eighth grade, It's funny because I actually, I wanted a big boat. I wanted to be the guy with a big boat in eighth grade. And I was cutting the grass and I was like, well, what can I do that I enjoy and make a lot of money doing it too? And it was just kind of clicked. It was like pilot. I love it. And you could make a lot of money. And, you know, as time goes on, the money side of it really kind of drawn away that whole making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I truly just love it. And so, and the money will come later. Oh, yes. You sound just like your mother. (laughs) (laughs) And you are so true. If you do what you love, it's not work. Right. Right. And the money comes. And that's one thing mom had kind of said growing up was that do what you love and the money will follow. Mm -hmm. And so. So true. That is so true. So, um, 
And do you have your pilot's license already? I have my private pilot license, okay. which is like the first one. Basically, I can fly a single-engine airplane on a day like today where it's great. The skies are clear uh-huh. and all of that. And uh, this next semester, I'll start on my next license or rating, which allows me to fly in, like, clouds and stuff. So Oh, cool. There's, like, five different ones that I'll get throughout this process. Have you seen the movie Catch Me If You Can? I have not. It's, so it's when Leonardo Ca- DiCaprio, it's probably about a 10-year-old, 15-year-old movie. Wait a minute. And he, yeah. he becomes a pilot. He's not a pilot. He's not a pilot. But he's... he impersonates a pilot. He's a money, um, he's a counterfeiter. Con man, right? He's a con yes. man. Yes. I've seen this. This movie is so darn good, and um, and it's taking place in the 60s, so the pilots, you know, are like these hot, awesome guys, Yes. and all the stewardesses have their cute little stewardess outfits on, or they're flight attendants now, but back in the 60s, they were yeah. stewardesses, and it's fascinating. It's so cool, and it blew my mind that it's like kind of a true story, right? Yeah. Based on yeah. a true story? Uh-huh. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, so it's, it's a fun movie. Well, okay, so you've got your private pilot's license. And so you're majoring in aerospace Yeah, it's a bachelor. Well, no, it's just a bachelor of science in aerospace. And then they've got a huge aerospace department at MTSU with like seven different concentrations within the bachelor of science. And mine is called professional pilot. And that is gearing towards kind of the airlines. And I'm also double and I'm doing another one that's flight dispatch as kind of a backup. Gotcha. So it's flight dispatch. Is that the guy in the tower? Who? No, that oh. is uh, what they call ATC. But the flight dispatch is kind of the pilot on the ground. Behind every airline flight in the air, there's somebody on the ground who hours before has prepped everything. Where you're going to go, is the weather okay? That kind of thing. Gotcha. And so, interesting. you know, if anything ever happened, like with my body, that would not allow me to fly anymore. Mm-hmm. I'll have that as a backup mm. kind of thing. I'm sitting here trying not to laugh because not even, I keep thinking of the movie Airplane. <laughs> oh my goodness, the purple airplane <laughs> bouncing down the runway. <laughs> That's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> Sorry. All right, but not only aviation, I mean, you were about to get your real estate license this summer as well. I you? was, and it's not, it's always in the back of my mind because I have pretty much ever since I can remember have grown up around the real estate because mom got her real estate license at four or five or six when I was four or five or six. And so just being around it, you just naturally kind of learn about it. You know how things go. Sure. And so it's always in my mind like, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny actually senior year, you know, just last year in high school, I actually helped persuaded informed however you want to put it one of my teachers she was in um she was renting an apartment and kind of <laughs> oh my god the fall apple didn't fall yeah <laughs> and um we ended up long story short i guess getting her her first house her you know mom helped her yeah get I her first got a referral fee for that <laughs> you know she offered she did offer but i said nah you've done so much for me just go uh, ahead and keep it now as a broker we cannot pay an unlicensed agent an yeah. any kind of fee <laughs> um so reed was yeah four five six years old something like that when his mom got her license and started with the wilson group and when he was little he would come to my office, same office downstairs, and this feels like yesterday, but this literally, if you're 18, this is 12, 13 years ago. Yep. And 
Reed Scully was my succession plan. I mean, for years, I'm going, <laughs> oh, man, when, you know, you're probably about 28 years old, I'll be rolling out at about 60 years old, and you, you're you going to take over the Wilson Group. I had my whole <laughs> succession plan based on this little boy at the time. But he would come to the office, you would ask me these great questions, and you were so cute. You're still cute. But, you know, you were just, it was just so much fun to have a yes. little one in the office because at that time – None of the agents were having babies yet or anything, so you were our first Wilson Group baby. I have so many memories of just, <laughs> you know, playing on that little computer, or you had like a community computer out That's here right. for everybody and playing on that, and anytime there was an empty desk, like that was my desk now, you know, because right. I'd be hanging around while mom's doing her work, yeah. and so it was just cool. So cool, so cool. All right, so I do have some questions. How do you think you became so independent? Because at 18 years old, you are extremely independent relative to a lot of the other 18-year-old right. kids I know. So true. You know, I was kind of thinking about this because I figured I'd get a question about it. And um, it's something to do with my upbringing. I don't know. It might be that, you know, I was an only child mm -hmm. and it was just me and mom because I just lived with her. And... So she always had her grown-up friends around, and I think that kind of just set me on a track of always being around grown-ups. Mm -hmm. Not saying I wasn't around kids as well, but, you know, a lot of the times it was mom and her friends, let's say. And I think being around that, I just kind of naturally matured yeah. a little more. Yeah, because you've always, I mean, since I've known you've always been independent or had a job or gone out and started hustling something to make some money right. and whatnot. And I'm going, this kid reminds me of me, yeah. you know, just always finding a way to do something. So is that what drives you is, uh, or what do you think drives you or motivates you? I don't know. That's hard. Quite, I don't know. Nowadays it's being successful at what I love. Yeah. And so the flying, you know, studying for that next rating. Cause it just, I know the feeling of when I get that next rating and just to be able to, be licensed to do what I love is just so cool. So right. Today's motivation is just um, being able to do what I love to do. But I remember, you know, growing up, the motivation was actually hearing like, oh, my gosh, you're so independent. You're so this. That actually was a motivation at, at some times. Yeah. You know, hearing people go, oh, my gosh, you're acting so mature for your age. Yeah. was kind of like a motivation. Sure. In and of itself. Mm -hmm. so. Very cool. Very cool. So... A lot of young men and women your age don't have that many interests, and you have right. a ton of interests. So do you think you just have a curious mind, or, or how? what do you think makes you enjoy so many different things? I credit that a lot to my godmother. She was always oh. kind of big on be open-minded with things, you know, it's good to be well-rounded, she would say a lot. And so she would take me out and do different things, you know, and like, don't ever close your mind off to something, you know, if you haven't tried it yeah, kind of thing. Man, no wiser words have ever been spoken on this yeah. podcast before in general, keeping your mind open. Yeah, I'm just so impressed because I, I, t I have a son your age and I would say he's pretty focused, but I know a lot of kids his age that are not, you know, they, they don't know what they want to do. They have no idea if, if, you know, if going to school is right for them. And I feel like that you see a lot of that. And I'm, and I'd say that's 
maybe somewhat normal yeah, for that age. I would say. Yeah. So I'm just so impressed with you knowing what you want to do, kind of figuring that out at such a young age and then sticking to it and just taking the little steps it takes to get there. I mean, I think for an 18 year old, that's amazing. And even for someone in their twenties or in their thirties who may be thinking I made the wrong choice, mm -hmm. let me look at something else. Mm -hmm. It's just it's amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 176-1767. So tell us about all the, because I don't want to do the talking because I know of all the different cool things you've done since probably sixth grade um, or from, from when you went to Sylvan Park Elementary School. So uh, tell us some of the cool things you've done, Reed, that you've been interested in. Well, um, talking about that kind of seventh grade age, I started doing competitive cheerleading and that was a big part of my life leading up until the pilot stuff mm -hmm. happened. Um, just kind of got drawn into it with some friends like, hey, come try it out. And so, you know, that first year in seventh grade, it was like um, like four or five days a week to the gym. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of – and I actually credit a lot of my time management skills to that. Mm -hmm. Because if you looked at my days, I'd have it in my head. You know, you wake up, you go to school, you have about an hour after school, and then you're kind of cheer – committed to cheer for the next several hours and then you get home at nine or nine thirty depending on the day and in all that you've got to make sure you have your schoolwork done and stuff and so I think that's where a lot of my time management came yeah. from when you were cheering did you flip or did you oh yeah yeah you do it I actually it's funny you know it's been a couple years since I've flipped because I stopped somewhere in sophomore year or so of high school. Okay. And just yesterday, I met back up with two guys I had been cheering with, and we went out to this trampoline park and cheered, and I'm so sore for it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, That's it was awesome. cool, and it was cool how it just kind of comes back to you in that uh, muscle memory. Right. Well, I remember when you were lit, I guess I was saying this was high school, but I th feel like your whole life has happened in like a week. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sitting here, my mind's just being blown. Didn't you do some performance at TPAC and like some Michael Jackson dance or something? Oh, and that would have been elementary school and it was um, like a dance, something in the, the details are kind of fuzzy, but it was some type of dance class that yeah. you'd go to. It actually sounds pretty similar to the cheer stuff. Uh -huh. You'd go to this dance class maybe once or a couple times a week, and then you'd perform at some Do like a recital place, or something? Some stage, like a, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was hip-hop, hip-hop yeah. dance. That's what it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was at TPAC. I remember Alicia, I remember your Was it at TPAC? Uh -huh. Okay, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Because I wanted to go, and for whatever reason, shocker, I may have been working, but um, <laughs> yeah. I would have been a terrible mom. Sorry, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I just like live vicariously through everybody else's kids. Um, and then... Were you also, did you act in plays? 
Except for my blending of yes, stories. Th- yeah. This was before that. This was, I think that was more towards, that would have been fifth grade through sixth grade. I kind of did some plays and singing too, yeah. but then just kind of dropped it. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of sixth grade. And then that's when seventh grade, the cheer, the cheer stuff, stuff started. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so you've always been just a super active kid. I would say so, yeah. And then up until, well, back when I was going to elementary school and stuff, I was playing at McCabe Park baseball. Yes. And I then um, some basketball league or something. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. And then the singing of their fifth and sixth grade. And then, but once cheer, cheer kind of replaced all of that right just yeah big commitment big commitment exactly yeah. i remember when you played t-ball i think weren't you a wilson group because yes sponsor, you sponsored yeah, us and sponsor i loved them those little yellow jerseys <laughs> yes. the wilson group on the front yeah. every great. year we sponsor a t-ball team and Aww. i love it because i walk the mccabe greenway often and so on saturday mornings they have the t-ball kids out there and they're wearing their little wilson group jerseys i'm like oh I love it. I didn't know you still did it. I still do. That's incredible. You were probably the first year we did it. And um, Alicia may have come. No, I take that back. I think we started that before you were born. What year would you have been born in? Oh, two. Oh, two. Yeah. I think we started that in the 90s. So um, That's so cool. Anyway, so back to you. So to get where you are now, do you have role models and or mentors that you've paid attention to? I guess, you know, you just try to reach out to everybody. I feel like Personally, my role models and mentors are the people who are a little bit ahead of me. Sure. And it's just, um, you know, like they're flight instructors and I know I want to be flight instructors. And it's so cool just to talk to them if I ever have a question, shoot them a question about, hey, what should I kind of do here kind of thing. And then the big role models or whatever is when you're looking up to the guys who are at the airlines and you're like, man, what's it just like? Just give me anything, yeah. any tidbit of information of like what your day is like. Do you know many pilots, like commercial pilots? Um, Over, you know, the past couple of years, I've been getting a little bit here and there, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. But no, no single mentor yet. Got it. Got it. Cool. So do you have time just to be a normal college kid? Do you play and have a good time? Yeah, we yeah. do. Good. Sometimes a little too much. Okay, There's, good. Yeah. <laughs> I just always make sure if you're in college, you're having a good time because I had more fun than any human should be I allowed to you, have in college. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's been incredibly interesting because I just finished my first semester. And the, the big challenge I think I walk away from that is like balance. Yeah. Balancing. You talk about, you know, me and your son are now others our age or – you know, don't have a direction yet. Mm-hmm. And you see it. Like you see the kids who are, you know, in priorities. Where are your priorities at or whatever? Is it in school? Is it in partying? Is it in having too much fun? And you see it all across for everybody. Mm-hmm. And just figuring out where you want to fit in that is pretty interesting yeah. and hard and yeah. challenging. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of find your way That's right. through it. <laughs> That's right. That is so cool. And so... Do you set your own goals? Like, it sounds like you have goals with, okay, I'm going to get through this module or this to get to the next place. But do you have goals in general that you write down and think about what you want to achieve? No, I'd say a lot of it is up here. In your brain? Yeah. 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 I just know that I want to be an airline pilot. And so, therefore, it's actually int- going back to motivation. A lot of times, now that I think about it, it's like how I make things right now important like going to this class, why that's important. Well, you can start real big. I want to be an airline pilot. Therefore, I need to 
be an instructor first. Therefore, and you can just break it down. Therefore, mm-hmm. I need to go to this class because mm-hmm. it's helping me do this, which helps me do this, which eventually leads to my goal. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I, I don't write them down. Um, I know that can be a good way, you know, put it on paper and see it, mm-hmm. but it's more just big picture. And yeah. then like, I can connect it. I'm trying to think when I started writing mine down, you know, that's cause I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you at 18, thinking of what I was doing when I was 18 yeah. and the jobs I was doing and what I wanted to be when I grew up and all that. And I remember I had New Year's resolutions. Sure. Right? But I don't think I had wrote, I didn't write down until I was much older. Yeah. Probably over 30. Yeah. I, I just don't even remember. Yeah. You know? So, cool. Maybe one day you'll write it Maybe down. one day. <laughs> That's what I'm sitting You'll probably thinking. be teaching a class. You'll probably be teaching everybody. So, are your friends, like thinking about your peer group, are they all in your program or do you have just a variety of friends, some who are trying to figure out, others who are laser focused, others who aren't in school but are just working. What does your friend groups look like? Um, I have, I've joined a fraternity over there. Oh, what'd you join? Good uh, times. Phi Delta Theta. All right, Phi Delta. Yep. And so that's, you know, friend group wise has kind of been from the Greek life in general, mm-hmm. but mostly... Greek life with aviation, you mm-hmm. know, the people who are in aviation, because you have that in common, you're in the same classes, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Good. Well, I'm glad, again, I'm not surprised that you're so well-rounded, but I just like to hear that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, when I think of teenagers right now, and they all seem to have a very, there's a social piece to, you, to this generation that really wants to impact the world and impact the future. I mean, do you see yourself doing something that really impacts change in any way? I think the um, at my level, the, the just kind of going along with that, the feeling. I think there's a feeling with the Greek life that in order to participate and have fun, you've got to be this partier, drinker. You know, and if any way I could kind of lead by example or something, being like, you can be in Greek life. And you don't have to be going hard at those things mm-hmm. to enjoy what Greek life has to offer and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, if I could do that, that'd be cool. That is impressive. That's very impressive. So when you're not in class and not doing your schoolwork, what do you like to do? Whatever's going on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we've got group chats where, you know, everybody, whether it be with your fraternity or whatever, and usually there's always something going on. Yeah. Whether we're just sitting at an apartment hanging out or there's some event going on, a game, that kind of thing. So you're a social dude? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I would say so too. I would <laughs> yeah. say so too. And is there anything in the future that scares you, whether in your career path or just life in general? If something out of my control, stop me from being able to accomplish what I want to accomplish, Mm -hmm. whether that be some type of heart condition or something, which then I can't get a medical and can't fly kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That would be uh, that's scary. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. You look pretty healthy, though. Yeah. (laughs) So far, we're doing all right. Good. good. What about your vision? That's a big thing, right? Vision's good so far. Yes. Vision is good. But vision is a big thing. But um now, as long as you can correct it, you're usually all right. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So I'm hoping our audience hears also, you know, that you can be young and have goals, dreams, desires. What, if you can think of like three things you could tell someone your age to 
be motivated or be creating a plan for your life. Would you have any advice on that? Advice. Advice or experience share or anything of that nature. I think um, big one, do what you love. Figure out. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what you love. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? I think the open-mindedness mm-hmm. is good too. And then coming from my experience, what I've tend to do is over control, over stress about the plan. You know, I've got this big plan and try to over control, over stress, overdo just, and then it just tense, mm-hmm. makes me tense, you know? And so I'd say finding the balance of having the goal, working towards the goal, know you're making progress towards the goal, but not over doing that because you can totally overdo that and learn to relax sometimes and take some time to yourself and enjoy yourself. That is That'd awesome. That'd probably be my three. Yes. Awesome. Such great advice. I think so many people over the age of 50 aren't even there yet. And especially with the overstress and overstressing on things that are out of your control. And that, that is wise words, young man. A yes. lot of, and that, you know, I could not have found that myself. A lot of that credits to my mom because you know she's sitting there watching and like hey you know you're stressing out a little too much you know this is something you can just relax on yeah and just over time you start to learn oh yeah she's right yeah you know you don't have to stress about that that is right that is right well, Reed, I just, I love talking to you and you've motivated me today. I'm just like, gosh, <laughs> if I had a do-over, <laughs> I know. I didn't even know what the word balance was when I was that age. I didn't either. You know? <laughs> I'm just learning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Heather, do you have any questions for Reed? I just want to thank you for coming on today and your wise words. You know, as I told you before, I have a son your age, but I also have two that are 17 and so I'm going to set them down and play this podcast for them um, because I think a lot of the things that you say apply to their age and all the way up. So thank you. Awesome. Yep. I'm glad. And great takeaways. Yeah. So appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Reed Scully. He's a rock star. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.